It's time for the Stephen Kyle podcast with Kyle. Fun fact regarding a retired player who Boy. needed a settlement for financial issues regarding a team. That, that is an amazing story, though. Oh, it's 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 fantastic to hear. Maybe we'll have a Bobby Bonilla episode. You think so? Yeah. yeah can you tell me when so I could skip it? And Steve. So were you ready for Steve to go home as well? <laughs> Actually, no, but... <laughs> oh boy, that yes. sounded like a yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think, and I don't know that that's, that should be offensive, right? I mean, everybody's always no, kind of itching not. for yeah. stuff to be... Yeah, why, why, wanna, why wouldn't it be offensive you when, it when be your own flesh and blood says that they were ready for you to leave? Now, here they are, two guys who are living in style, Steve and Kyle. Test, test. One, two. Boy, history has been made today. Look at this, for the first time in three years, we upgraded some equipment? I think so. I well, think maybe we upgraded a, a, a cable or two. We need to be very forthcoming. We actually upgraded this equipment <laughs> Six four months. months ago, five months ago. I thought it was right after your surgery. Boy, it may be. I, I mean, I can take a look at uh, the old, when I purchased the, old, the, the old mixer. eBay receipt. Yeah, because uh, I remember you and I talking about it, and then I happened to find a Super affordable listing for what a very it was we were looking yeah, for. Yeah, great deal on it. The trigger was pulled on like a. You know, this was March 11. I bought that. Okay. All right. So yeah, so it's five, been it's been it's been three months, months. Three months. Four months. Yeah. Boy, boy. We you, you've spent a good amount of time honing in on in the last week yeah. what we need to do. Mostly yesterday. Yesterday was the day that I kind of had right. set aside. I was like, all right, I get home from work Friday afternoon. Evelyn's going to be down for a nap. Um, Annette had a chiropractor appointment and a couple mm-hmm. of errands to run. I was like, this is this will be nice. I'll have a good hour to kind of sit down in the lab. Yeah. Turning knobs, you know, yeah. getting my Dan shike on. And um, Did you invoice anybody? Hey, then we're just going to start that over again <laughs> from the top. Apparently the sound pad's on loop. A couple of... Uh, <laughs> couple little issues to work out still i swear yesterday by the time i i was uh i was done working on it i had every like i got everything kind of set up but it's set up like temporarily because Mm -hmm. inevitably we're gonna have to switch things up move things around or something but i was like in this mixer i know it inside and out and then we started 15 minutes ago trying to record and it was like huh what this button does yeah we've we've been it's been about 35 minutes, <laughs> and it should come as no surprise that there were a, I can't call it a litany, just because there wasn't, I mean, it was mm-hmm. one issue that, you know, where we're, it's the mixer, and yeah. that we're trying to figure out. So it should come as no surprise, though, that there are these issues, tech-wise, yeah. with this show, because it's kind of what we, we do. Have, we have been plagued by them. Plagued, and again, it. There's two college degrees and a person who works in radio here yeah. full time, mm-hmm. which makes it all the more remarkable, Steve. Yeah, that we still some college degree. I don't. I would never uh, brag at all about my college degree. It I doesn't matter, no, right? It's. I'm not a. You know, I'm not in like higher education or anything sure. like that. My degree is completely useless. Yeah, like it. it it's one thing if it, if I had a a math degree mm-hmm. or a history degree because those aren't really changing a whole lot. Yeah. But what I learned in college 20 something years ago, is completely irrelevant now. I don't most remember of it. most of it. You well, know? I remember I mean, like, I mean, just the basics of learning audio editing. I learned on this machine called the Orban Odyssey, which was a big computer it was surprisingly it was digital this is like mm-hmm. the first form of digital editing like it wasn't old tape and razor blades and wax pencils yeah. and stuff this was like i never i never learned any of that i was like a year 
past that. Two Two years past You were in the new age. Yeah, the new school. So I learned on this thing that just had like a big wheel on it that you would spin. So you move the cursor back and forth and then setting edit points like edit in, edit out, cut, swap. And it was, I mean, it's the Stone Age compared to what we do now where it's all just, I have a mouse and a and a trackpad and I yeah. do everything I need to do. But my My very first internship in college, and this wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was, it was, you know. 11 to 12 years ago, it was at a TV station in town. Mm-hmm. And they had, I there was tape-to-tape editing oh, yeah. for at, at the news station for, for sports highlights. Mm-hmm. So you were you were cutting the tape and mixing them together. It was a total disaster. Yeah. A total nightmare to do mm-hmm. in, you know, 2010 that was happening. Yeah. Not exactly the so, late 90s. Basically, uh, long story long, what we're saying is if things sound a little bit different for the next couple of weeks, yeah. I don't think they're going to sound that much different. To us, they will. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just kind of some growing pains. We're figuring out exactly um, well, what we're doing oh, God, with this yeah. new equipment. But yeah. I think it it's definitely going to streamline things uh, as hopefully we will we'll be able to tell in the next couple of minutes yeah. when we have a guest on. God, that menace Shike is probably sitting at home going, ooh, the mid's a little bit off. <laughs> Did you see Shike posted a picture? Dan Shike, a uh, big, big fan of this podcast. Uh the the you know, the feeling is not reciprocated. Oh god almighty. <laughs> Just stealing money from poor musicians constantly to go turn some knobs. Posted a picture of some award that he won. No, some I didn't plaque see that. that got sent in the mail to him. We should talk to Shike again. We should too. Send, you know, we still need a plaquist. We should come up with a plaque and send it to him. Just says you suck. We still need to get the one made for Hartford City. Yeah, I mean, you know something. We know a guy. We we um uh, Cy Nolan Ryan Young. He's got his uh his his computer wood machine. <laughs> yeah, he's got his computer robot thing. Yeah, it's that could, out, that could rig out. us up a a plaque. Right, spits out all kinds of stuff. There's no reason he couldn't do a plaque plaque for us, right? I see no reason at all. Again, I, I mean, still think we make the drive to Hartford City. We open a window near the childhood home of C. G. Johnson. The uh, the inventor of the overhead garage door. We whip it out the passenger window, and we're on our way. Yep. Yeah, I like it. But uh, speaking of uh, what we were just talking about, we have a we have a guest coming up on the podcast. Yeah. So the reason the that we decided to uh, s and not just get off the pot was because. We needed this new equipment in place for the interviews that we have booked over yeah. the next few weeks. I mean, we didn't technically because, like, we've talked to plenty of people in the past. Right. We talked to my brother last week, and it, it probably sounded okay, but the way that we were doing it on our end was just, it was like we had to lean in and talk right. into the computer, but also talk into our mics because there yeah. were just, uh, look, we could talk to you about how our mixer wasn't set up for a mix minus. Yes. But I don't even know what that means. Yeah, it's the minutia that doesn't matter. All we know yeah. is that now we can talk into our microphones. The person on the other, on the end of the phone will hear us through our microphone, they which is very important. Yeah, they won't hear themselves back. They won't hear echoes and weirdness. It'll sound like any other, uh, any other phone call. Yeah, so today is the first of three weeks in a row, Steve. Whew. Three. I gave you homework. You did. I gave you homework so we wouldn't be, mostly so we wouldn't just be embarrassed and you wouldn't be in the background going, yeah, that sounds neat. Are you, are, please tell me you're a little bit impressed with the amount that I, the amount of ground. I'm that impressed that you listened to all five episodes. All f- I listened to five episodes of a podcast yesterday. It's about 40 minutes a piece. So yeah. you're at about, you know, you're at yeah. about three hours or yeah. so. And it, it worked out perfectly because I had a little bit of time in the car yesterday. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I had yeah. kind of been bookmarking that for, uh, for yesterday. And I didn't, I didn't listen to it because, because I mean, yeah, obviously I want to be prepared for this person that we're going to talk to in a few minutes, but I started listening and I was like, okay, episode one. All right. You got my interest. Episode two. All right. You got my interest a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think it was episode three though, yes. that I was like, okay, now uh, what? Uh, where do I need to drive for the next 40 minutes? Because yeah. I need, I really want to listen to this. And I, I probably should have waited till uh, we had Ben on the line to, to tell him that. And I, so I may end up re, restating fine. that exact thing. I'm sure he would appreciate it. So yeah, today we're going to talk to Ben Kubrick who is the host of the podcast Algorithm. Now, Algorithm is interesting, Steve, and I'm glad yeah. I was able to get you on board to listen to all of it mm-hmm. because 
this isn't just your regular true crime type of podcast. He has, uh, I don't know if he's a mathematician, but he has somebody on who created an algorithm years ago that like 2010. I yes. Think, right? Who, what, what that was supposed to be helpful or somewhat predictive in terms of serial killer and serial murder, um, bubbles that were happening in areas. Yeah. And, he ties it into a murder case in Gary, Indiana in 2014 that this algorithm may have helped prevent. Yeah, if you were a fan of the TV show Mindhunter, mm. this will probably feel very familiar. It's basically because um, Mindhunter talked about when the FBI was first coming up with the idea of a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, they, they just didn't think that that existed, and they basically used clues to figure out, oh, well, there are people out there that kill repeatedly sure, and maybe always have a, like a, a, a specific calling card, something that they always do or a place that they always leave the body or a particular way that the victims are killed. And, uh, yeah, this is, it's super interesting that they were able to come up with an algorithm yeah. to actually predict or link these murders. It's a fascinating look into a, a, a micro and a macro situation, how you get the details of, uh, a murder case, a horrible, horrible case of a young woman strangled and murdered in Gary, Indiana in 2014, and how it relates to the macro in terms of this algorithm, as well as overall policing in today's day and age. So I'm excited to talk to Ben. Yeah, let's get Ben on. Hey. Hey, is this Ben? Yes, this is. How's it going? Very good, Ben. It's the Stephen Kyle Podcast. How are you this morning? Good, good. Good. Um, I'm just looking for a headphone connector. Jesus, Ben, okay. come on, man. I thought you, gotta, you, I thought you were prepared. a professional, what are you Ben. Doing? <laughs> we even called a minute late. Jeez. Yeah. So, what are, yeah. so are you sitting right home right now listening to us on a speakerphone? <laughs> No, I, I don't have you on speaker, so I'm surprised I can actually hear you, because often I just, like, have it on speaker and still hold it up right next to my ear. No now, move. now is this is this extra embarrassing for you as a man of public radio background, you know, being unprepared and not having the audio equipment you need has to be just a shameful oh, moment for geez. you? <laughs> Never run into that before. <laughs> do you do you know the thing I'm talking about? It's like that little that like little white connector. Oh, it's that's, that's called like the dongle. Yeah, yeah, it's called the, the, dongle. Yeah, the dongle. You need the dongle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, where about are you, Ben? Where are you located? Uh, so I am in Atlanta. Okay. okay. Nice. Did you were you born and raised there, or is that just where you I, are now? I wasn't. Yeah, it's where I am now. Um, so I was born. Um, I guess in Washington, D.C. and raised in Northern Virginia. Um, yeah, and I guess I moved down here originally for for grad school, ended up dropping out of that, but uh, liking the city. So, so I'm uh, so we we've both listened to all what five, I think it's five episodes of the podcast so far. Yeah. The podcast is Algorithm, uh, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find podcasts, you can find it. So, seeing as how you're in Atlanta, did that have did the history of uh, like the Atlanta child murders? Did that kind of spark your interest in the kind of podcast that you wanted to do, or is it just a coincidence? Uh, well, so it's definitely it's like kind of the path that got me into true crime and, and kind of got me um, hired at, at iHeartMedia. I guess it was still um, stuff media or how stuff works when I joined a couple years ago, but it was following the success of Atlanta Monster. They wanted to kind of make these, uh, make a sequel to that basically. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Payne Lindsay, who did, you know, he was the voice of and did a lot of the work on Atlanta Monster um, he has this other podcast up in Vanish that he needed to kind of step away and work on that. Uh, so they hired a few of us producers kind of as ringers to come in, um, and make the show monster, the Zodiac killer. Okay. Um, so, so there is this, this connection there. And then it's actually funny when I, when I first started looking up the algorithm, one of the things that caught my eye was that Hargrove's, Hargrove's algorithm did identify, these large clusters in Atlanta. Um, 
And so that was actually when I pitched this show, I was kind of planning on doing it about um, about the Atlanta clusters. But then I realized that, you know, there's this interesting story about how did this algorithm get made in the first place and kind of, um, you know, he cites uh, the arrest of Bond as kind of like the the proof of principle that that this thing works. So to kind of uh, to kind of reset the the podcast algorithm, you have new episodes on Tuesdays, correct? Yeah. Okay. So it um, basically it is the story. It starts out as the story of a woman named Africa Hardy who was murdered in Gary, Indiana, in 2014, and then kind of backtracks from there to the early to mid uh, like 2000s where a gentleman came up with an algorithm that he hoped would eventually be able to not just link serial murders, but also predict or at least be able to give a good idea of if there was a a, mur- a serial killer in a certain area. Um, it was it's mind blowing mm-hmm. to to think of the work that went into this to coming up with an algorithm. I have no idea how how that would. I wouldn't have any clue how to how to begin doing that. But to me, one of the shocking things was that when you boil it all down, it's math that's kind of solving all of these things. It's it's just it's a computer program that's doing math and figuring out where possible murders could took could take place or linking possible past murders. Yeah, and it's not even really that sophisticated of math either. It's it's basically just looking at are there a large number of, of unsolved similar murders? Um, and the idea kind of being that, you know, if, um, you know, regular murders are harder to solve than these serial murders because like this person is getting away with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how they can, can keep doing them. So, so if you see kind of like, a certain type of person getting killed in a certain way and these cases aren't being solved. And that's kind of a red flag that, um, that there could be a serial killer in that area. Now, apologies for jumping back and forth a little bit, but you said you started graduate school. What is, at what point did you think that podcasting and producing podcasts, hosting and investigating was something viable that, Hey, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. This is something I could see myself doing. Yeah, yeah. So I had a, I definitely had a weird path. I, um, I was going down kind of the the science and medicine track. I guess it was maybe I graduated college in 2010, um, and I got a job working in a lab, and I was just like moving mice from one cage to another. I was kind of <laughs> down in this like basement room, and I'd also, you know, it was like my first job. Uh, got a smartphone and uh, discovered these things called podcasts. And, you know, that really helped pass (laughs) for, you know, like four hours Mm -hmm. straight of uh, smelling, smelling mouse and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I need to let you know, though, that the very start of that, you know, you, a college graduate, tucked into a basement, you know, too smart for your own good, moving mice. That sounds like the origin of a supervillain. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, like you're this... doing, a, you end up doing experiments on yourself yeah. because you're so bored. Yeah. Or one of the mice bites you, <laughs> and now you're mouse and, man. Yeah, and now you're mouse man, and uh, yeah, you you have superpowers. Well, I mean, I I hate to break it to you guys, but, uh... <laughs> it didn't uh, pan out that it's, way. It's, it's big, not as big... exciting as we make it sound. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say there's a there's a big twist coming at the end of this podcast. And, uh... <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Wait till Tuesday's episode. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so what is it, Ben? Because you said you started looking at the Atlanta clusters in terms of this yeah. algorithm. What is it that drew you to the case of Africa Hardy specifically uh, and the Gary cluster that really caught your eye? Well, well, so it's kind of like, you know, I guess the algorithm sounds so crazy, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, does this thing really work? And Hargrove always, you know, he cites this thing of having sent this letter um, to Gary in 2010, telling them he thought that they had a serial killer who was 
strangling young women. Mm-hmm. He even mentioned the abandoned building parts, that there were a number found um, in or around abandoned buildings. And then that's basically exactly what they found. That was um, that was so shocking that he was able to get that much detail out of that algorithm where he was able to send a letter to them saying, yeah. hey, this is what you got on your hands. And if you don't watch out for it, it's going to happen again. And like you said, it was like crickets on their end. Mm-hmm. They just didn't reply. Yeah. And he, he did end up kind of getting through to the coroners and the coroners kind of looked into it. But. One of the things with these kinds of investigations is that um, when something is an open case, um, you know, that kind of makes it this privileged information that that most government documents, um, you can make these Freedom of Information Act requests and, and kind of check, you know, what what the government is doing and stuff like that. But with uh, open cases, so if, if they haven't um, you know, convicted someone mm-hmm. for something, you just, or it doesn't go to court, you just can't get that access uh, to that information. You know, so, so it looks like they did look into it a little bit, but it's really hard to know kind of to to what extent they actually took it seriously. Right. Yeah, and I, I guess I, I can understand why they wouldn't want to reply and give you a ton of information, but... sure. To a, to a random person. Sure, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can you can figure out how your murders are doing. But, how, yeah. Uh, but you spoke to, they are to you spoke to Hargrove at length about this algorithm mm-hmm. and about his communications with the with the police departments. Was there any animosity there that they one never got back to him and two it seems like murders continued happening? Yeah. Um yeah, there's, you know, so, so there's going to be some some twists coming still. Um, so I don't want to give away too sure. much, but but I think it, you know, it ends up being a more complicated story. So I, so I guess one thing, just just have a spoiler a little bit. Um, so so the killer that they ended up arresting for Africa Hardy's murder, who then confessed to a number of other murders, um, he was actually in prison. Um, for I think five years, kind of shortly after um, Hargrove sent this letter. Um, so just going back to that point of the kind of murders continuing, you know, there actually might have been this period there um, where if this guy was responsible for these, that that they stopped. Hmm. Um, and and there's some other things like that that I think you know, might play a factor. I, I'd mentioned the thing about abandoned homes before. And it's just also, if you just look at Gary, you know, there's a lot of abandoned homes. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so I think it is definitely very clear that the algorithm picked up on the fact that like something unusual was happening. Um, and, you know, whether that was this particular guy is a serial killer um, you know, if there's another serial killer out there or if it's just, you know, a, a place where there were a lot of kind of crimes happening that weren't getting solved. I think I think some of that is still kind of ambiguous. Hmm. I'm glad you mentioned, you know, you're in Atlanta. These all happen in Gary. So I feel like that opens the window for me to complain to you about my most hated trope for true crime podcasts. <laughs> and I don't you listen, we're five episodes in. I don't have any inkling that you're going to you're going to do this. But is there any part of you that when you listen, because you're a seasoned podcast listener, a grizzled vet, Ben. Yeah. When you hear a car door open and leaves start crunching under feet yeah. and then a knock on the door and something, a voiceover along the lines of. I had to go back to where it happened. <laughs> and then you hear the door opens. Yes. Hi, I'm so-and-so yeah. from the so-and-so podcast. Can I talk to you about the murders? And then I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Bam. Door slam. Yeah. Am I wrong? Is Why is there this need? Now you've produced and, and now correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. This is your first hosting producing research job that you're kind of doing not all inclusive i'm not minimizing anything of your team that's helping but this is your first hosting gig really and yeah has that struck you have you thought about going back and doing one of those scenes (laughs) i mean you know it 
if it weren't for the pandemic, I mean, that probably would have happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, that... Ben. Blame it on the pandemic. <laughs> Everything's the fault of the pandemic. So what you're telling me is that Ben Kubrick's next podcast, we can almost be guaranteed an end of an episode teaser <laughs> with the car door, the crunching leaves, yeah. and you saying, that's next time on such and such. <laughs> I mean, so, so there's still a little bit of a possibility that'll that it'll happen this season. I haven't gone up there yet, um, but the, um, you know, I, I I talk kind of off the record um, with uh, with Sean Ford about this stuff. Um, I couldn't get kind of an interview with him for the podcast, unfortunately. But he he's really encouraged me to kind of just go up there and see it. And um, when I was working at an NPR station, I was kind of working out in western Kansas. And it's it's one of these regions where there's kind of, you know, there's the tension between the, you know, the big national journalist who kind of like parachutes in and does their quick story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, gets a bunch of stuff like kind of half wrong where it's really not that big of a deal but as like the yeah. local reporter you're like they don't know anything yeah they, they, <laughs> they yeah, don't they, care enough they pronounce the town name a little bit wrong or you know don't go yeah. to the diner that everyone else goes to and, and so there's definitely like the artifice of um artifice i, I never know how to pronounce that word <laughs> sounds the good both ways sound of, good. <laughs> of making the you know setting up the scene and going out to the place and you know you're it, it always feels like you're kind of backwards justifying it yeah. because really you just want that tape of being there in person. But, but there's something to be said for actually being there in person and, and seeing this stuff for yourself too. I'm happy that you brought up uh, that you were talking, you've talked to obviously many people off the record. Um, how frustrating is it when you have a piece of information that was given to you off the record that you can't present? Like it could be, you know, the missing link that you need or the missing link that a listener would need to connect dots. Yeah, well, I don't I don't I never get anything that good. <laughs> so they're not they're not coming to that you with it with everything. Yeah. 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 I haven't run into that really yet of like, you know, getting some some juicy leak that I need okay. to figure out some way to to put in there. Um, but But it's more just like. You know, I think one of the things I love about this podcast is kind of, or not this podcast, but podcasts in general is just like hearing the actual people's voices. And mm-hmm. I feel like you can just kind of get a sense for what kind of characters people are. Oh, boy, um, yeah. <laughs> one yeah. in particular. Yeah. <laughs> one in particular. <laughs> now, are, are you saying Bond? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there there was a there was a tease and I believe it was at the end of episode 3 that you did and I'm not giving anything away but it like raised the hair on my arms mm-hmm. at the end when you mentioned the death march yeah coming and that mm-hmm. is such a terminology to use that I I don't understand and maybe it wasn't it just totally missed my ears and eyes I don't understand how this wasn't a large form national story yeah, I think it was for like three or four days. Um, Man. But then, yeah, I don't know if just some other story came along um, or, yeah, the or news, what the happened. News cycle, the news cycle just regurgitated or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, and, and then I think kind of really then what happened with this story, and, and I kind of got lucky about it when I stumbled upon it, was that then um, – it had this very protracted trial where, you know, like a lawyer left and they had to hire a new lawyer and it mm-hmm. switched judges. And, um, you know, I, I guess I should put this in the podcast. I haven't written out an episode about that. That might be a bonus at the end. Um, but then because of that, uh, there was this gag order that, that got put yes. in place, actually still in place, which I don't completely understand. Yeah, that's very strange. I, I just listened to that yesterday. Um, but but because of that, then I think kind of by the time anyone could get more information about it, you know, no one even remembered this this thing anymore. Um, and And then kind of I found out about it shortly after 
you know, the time period where you could make a records request mm-hmm. and, and get access to this stuff. So. Yeah, we're talking to Ben Kubrick, host of Algorithm, new episodes everywhere you can get your podcasts on Tuesdays. Ben, you, we mentioned and you told us about how, you know, you've been listening to podcasts for a long time. It would help you move mice from one cage to another. <laughs> how important was it for you to do something, I guess, a little different in terms of the true ki- crime genre? Um, I'm not saying true crime podcasts are run of the mill or anything like that, but this one obviously has a bit of a, a twist on it when you talk about the actual algorithm. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was kind of, you know, my my original plan was to do science journalism and, and that was kind of an appeal for this uh, was, you know, the story that, you know, it was kind of about data and seeing these invisible patterns and, you know, and, and people not listening to them. And I didn't make this connection when I started working about it, but in retrospect, I wonder if there was something kind of subconscious going on where, you know, I, I started doing a lot of the work on this in the early days of COVID. And, and that was kind of the same thing about these people shouting about numbers and graphs and whatever, and kind of no one listening. And, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of bad stuff happening as, as a yeah. result of that. Um, so, so I think that 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 was kind of a factor. And early on, I did want to, I think I've kind of, as it evolved and I got access to, to some of this stuff, like these interviews with Darren Vaughn, um, then it started evolving into more of a, you know, maybe the typical true crime documentary. Um, but, but I think, I think by the end of the season, we're kind of going to loop back to the algorithm and kind of maybe this bigger picture of, of policing and kind of what what policing looks like now and, and what it could look like if um, if we kind of took more of a, a data-centered approach. Mm-hmm. When you did get the access, because you, you say in the podcast that you submitted um, whatever the Indiana version of the Freedom of Information request was, uh, you, you said you submitted that request and then what was it months later you just got an email that said here you go and it was a link to a google drive with something absurd like 45 gigs worth of (laughs) data or something like that yeah so when you start combing through that and you realize oh crap this is like this is the guy this is the the one that they arrested talking in extreme detail about these uh murders these incidents I mean, does that take a toll on you? I would imagine mentally it, it would be tough to sit there and listen to all of this for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's strange. I mean, I, I guess I've been working in true crime now for two years. Um, I'm kind of somewhat desensitized from that. I, you know, I think I've always, you know, I've like I was saying, I was working on mice and, and stuff right. like that. I've done yeah. stuff as a, I think, a scientist. And then actually I um, I was saying grad school before, but, but I applied to, or I was in an MD-PhD program for a while and dropped out. So, you know, I, I did anatomy where you're sure. cutting open cadavers. And, you know, I think, I guess throughout my adult life, I think I've been exposed to to a lot of stuff like that um but when i got that stuff one of the things i got with it was um a lot of the the autopsy pictures from this case and Mm -hmm. you know i was just going through kind of taking um just seeing what they had sent me and you know i just clicked on an image file and then all of a sudden this thing like pops up and fills the screen. And, you know, I just like was not prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd imagine so now. And so anyway, there's, there's stuff like that where I think you get desensitized and you're just kind of doing your job. And then 
something will happen and then yeah. you just have to be like oh yeah this this is weird and uh <laughs> i need to take a break for a little bit mm-hmm. yeah the one part in particular that really um jumped out at me was when i think hargrove said that once the algorithm was running he was kind of um he said he was grouping the victims and he referred to it as grouping them in buckets and okay. I and I remember thinking to myself like, well, that seems very insensitive <laughs> of uh, family members listening. But then I, I mean, the more I thought about it, he's he's doing his work. To him, I mean, he he's not emotionally invested because he doesn't know these people. He's emotionally invested because it's his work, and that he's able to compartmentalize and he's desensitized to it. But I remember thinking, buckets, boy, they ah, oh, god, he couldn't yeah. have come up with a better word than bucket. He couldn't right. have just said groups. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even track that one. I don't know. I guess I, that's how yeah, we, got, I we got five victims in that bucket and six over yeah. in that yeah. bucket. Boy, and, and it's but like it's Bear Brook. Did you ever listen to that one? Yes, I did. I did. You know, as soon as you said victims in buckets, that's where my yeah <laughs> victims found in literal pails. Mm-hmm. And, and oh boy. Yeah. That is a, a weird um, analogy that, that is now in my brain. Now, <laughs> Now, Ben, you talked to you talked to a bunch of people. You said on the record, off the record. Record. How do you prepare yourself to talk to family, friends, associates of somebody who has been murdered? Yeah. Um. You know, so so I think it's for me. It starts with you know the process of reaching out to them, and you know usually that's basically starting with an apology for right, yeah, right. yeah um you know telling them who i am my background what i'm doing um and, and depending on the stage you know so i think when i reached out to africa's mom it was kind of more still at this is this project that i'm interested in doing um and then kind of once you've invested a certain amount of time and, and it's been greenlit then it's kind of more like hey, this thing is happening. I want you to be aware it's happening. I would love to hear your story. I want to make sure I get everything right that I can possibly get right. Um, but, but totally understand if you want to move on. And it's interesting. I, I think I've found it's a lot easier to get buy-in from relatives of victims than, for example, like relatives of the perpetrators and, and stuff like that. Sure, they, they, they're the ones who want to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the victims, you know, they want to memorialize this person that they lost mm-hmm. and kind of share the story of how this thing has affected them. And I think the, the other, the people related to the perpetrators are much more worried about being kind of blamed or demonized or yeah. or something like that mm-hmm. so. well well kudos to you because you know you, there's a lot of audio of you talking to africa's mother and i don't believe this is a spoiler it's a main uh core detail of what happened africa was working as a sex worker and her mom found out when she when she was murdered so that's not something on a mother's side that's very easy to want to talk about or be willing to talk about, but she seemed pretty forthcoming with you. And I think that's, that that's credit to both sides for that. Yeah. And, and actually, so she was pretty, one, one of the things when I was doing the initial research and deciding whether to produce this as a story was watching this, um, this interview that she did on and national TV kind of uh, a couple of days after this happened. And, you know, I think the the national TV is really leaning into this sensationalism of this whole thing. And um, she kind of held her own and, you know, said she didn't know that this was going on. And she was sad that her daughter felt she had to do this, but, you know, that it didn't justify her murder or the murder of any of these other women. Sure. And yeah. um, I was like, oh, I really, I really hope that 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 she'll speak to me because I was yeah very impressed impressed by her. Now before we let you go Ben, I I have to imagine you're not going to know what to do with yourself the next time you create the next podcast you create whatever it is whatever's percolating in your mind. 
because you've done this one throughout the majority of a pandemic, <laughs> limiting everything you can do, whether it's travel, face-to-face -face interviews, visiting certain things. So the next one you do, what are you, I mean, you're going to have so much time on your hands because you're going to be able to do everything you want to do from day one. Uh, does that give me more time on my hands or does that mean I'm going to be busier? I, well, it'll make it uh, easier for you, right? I mean, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, you... so. yeah, I, mean, it, I mean, there was a lot going on over this last year, but <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of time to, to kind of sit around and, and do something like this too. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to, yeah, definitely like the possibility of going somewhere in person, doing more in-person interviews. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that, you know, the algorithm can continue and maybe, you know, something like that, the Atlanta clusters or, or I'm hoping at the end of the season to kind of call out to people to, cause the algorithm is available online. You can go to, I think it's murderdata.org. It's a little counterintuitive, but you can look up your own zip code, see if there's oh, wow. anything there. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a blast. <laughs> hey, are there any serial killers in my neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I'm kind of, I mean, I, I am kind of hoping that maybe, you know, um, that the this podcast can turn into a series where, where people uncover weird things going on in their areas that, that are worth looking into and, and investigating and um, you know, we can make a, a big franchise out of it. And yeah. I heard media will probably own all the IP and all that stuff. But. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You and you'll get nothing again. You're, you're a cog in the machine, Ben. I'm glad you <laughs> yeah. understand that. <laughs> well, Ben, we cannot, uh, we could not thank you enough for, uh, for joining us. We really enjoyed the podcast. Again, the podcast is called algorithm. Uh, it is available wherever you get podcasts on Tuesdays. How many more episodes can we look forward to in this season? Uh, at least seven. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, very, nice. very nice. People get caught up now. It is, honestly, the some of these episodes, like Steve, you were describing to me before we even started recording with Ben, that how you were... You listened to the first few episodes, yeah. and then you said, okay, well, now I need to figure out a way to drive another 40 minutes so I yeah. can listen to the <laughs> yeah, next yeah. episode. Yeah, it was uh, uh, ep awesome. episode one. I was like, wow, this is interesting. Episode two, yep, this is still interesting. And then episode three, I was like, okay, so um, I guess I could plan a trip yeah. across the state for no reason <laughs> just so I can listen for a couple more hours. I mean, my family doesn't need me at home. i got to listen to murder, murder mysteries. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I really do appreciate that, and this has been a this has been a ton of fun. I was kind of nervous at first, but I, you guys are very easy to talk to. Yeah, no, ben, listen, we are man, we man. are the least professional people you'll ever speak. Honestly, to. honestly, we'd love to check in with you again, maybe towards the end of the season if you're okay with that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Sounds Great. good. Thanks, ben, a bunch, thanks ben. a lot, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. See you, Ben Kubrick from the podcast Algorithm again. Uh, wherever you get podcasts, yeah. Still uh, it's uh, produced by iHeartMedia. Yep. It's so weird because there's podcast companies that produce all of these. Mm -hmm. And outside, you know, I know most of the money comes from the ads and whatever. Yeah. So. What, what do we know? We know nothing yeah. about where the money comes from in no, podcasts. No, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> we know where the money goes <laughs> from podcasts. Uh, speaking of which, I got a $5 check from Billy Stacks. Oh, Billy, you deposited. coming through. It's just like clockwork and we love it. <laughs> The bank's got to hate him. Yeah, suck on that, Ben, if you're listening. We got five bucks this yeah, month. Yeah, we got a listener paying us five bucks. <laughs> we don't even have a Patreon. They're not taking a cut. <laughs> That's a physical check yeah, that yeah. comes this yeah. way. 250 for me, 250 for Kyle. I mean, should we become part of a big network? Like, I'm assuming we just call yeah, iHeart yeah. and say, hey, you guys want hey, this? We, uh, we're signing up. Get us on. When's the money start? And then they drop in ads or do whatever they yeah. they need to do. You yep. know, from the big listenership they yeah. get from episode two hundred and seventy of exactly. the Stephen Kyle podcast. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I I um again that is the first of kind of three in a row. Next mm -hmm. week we have uh, another kind of a uh, mystery. I I guess I could call it true crime. Uh, host coming up next week and then a, a bit of a different one coming up the week after mm -hmm. that we can talk a little bit more about next week. I don't want to, 
I'm in a weird stage where I don't want to say who they are because then if we get to the day of and for whatever reason it doesn't work they out can't or, do yeah. it and then yeah. so I mean, well hey why did you bail on so and so and I don't yeah. think that'll happen but no. I'd rather just leave it I'm not being vague Our to audience like is very respectful I'm not being vague to just uh, drag people along but then mm-hmm. we also we're going to have uh, an appearance on Brian and Chrissy's podcast the commercial break coming up later this month yeah when is that as the, well we're supposed to be recording that in a couple of weeks yes so we'll be doing that that'll be fun um, boy it's weird to have to bring it back from talking about a serial murderer and yeah I thought about you know I wanted to ask him you know are you sure you really want to travel to Gary in the summer like you know I know the are you sure you, yeah no just or ever just trust us don't go there you de- that Ben, if you're still listening, there's nothing there to see. I mean, I'm sure that you could talk to some people. Yeah. But if there's one thing the pandemic has taught us, you got Zoom. You can do that over the phone. Yeah. You can do whatever, Skype, whatever you want, FaceTime. You don't need to go to Gary. My takeaway from, from all of that that we just talked about with Ben is we're living in this new weird generation where everybody talks constantly about print media and everything is dying, mm-hmm. right? By by the droves. Yeah. It's going away. Is this going to be the new outlet for all of those kind of yeah, journalists per se or investigate researchers to be able to do what they want to do? Yeah, I mean I kind of disagree with the whole print print media thing is going away. I mean obviously yeah, the it's herd's mov- been thin, it's, right? It's moving, it's moving digital it's going online uh, and it's it's still there though as long by the way your cup has dripped every single time i don't time. understand where every, it's coming i took the lid off mid-interview Steve. every single time you have taken a sip you've gotten at least 10 drops mid-interview i took the lid off because drops. it kept dripping because i was like oh it must be the lid no it's actually it must actually be the cup <laughs> i can't i'm trying like different sides like i'll drink out of this side and it's still dripping Maybe you just need a straw kill the oceans <laughs> but yeah i think that um i've i've always been under the like from the belief that if there's an interesting story to tell there's going to be an audience for it no matter what Wherever. form it's in yes. whether it's uh print whether it's podcast or audio uh, you know different audio forms or video forms yeah um now that that does feel a little bit Weird coming from you, you know, being the the heavy foot that crushes the mom and pop shows around the country. Johnny the Duck, still out of work. Remember when I said interesting story to tell? It's very true. No offense, Johnny. Or Lisa. Well, or Lisa. Lisa can be offended. Well, no, she didn't get her offense... In, oh, that's right. Shooting. Before yeah, I said no, that's no a good offense. Point. <laughs> so I guess that brings up a good question for me because you guys move into new radio stations. It happens everywhere, right? Yeah. You're not the only show doing it. I know we joke about that, yeah. but it's important to say uh, this isn't a side gig thing. This happens everywhere. Uh, also important to note, we don't seek out a station and say right. we want to be on yes. W, you know, KQL. Right. Go get them. And, uh, you know, send our, our goons there to, yeah. to beat up the current Yeah, show. you're not running we, Prohibition like whiskey gangs no, back in the we are contacted. Yeah. In most cases, we are contacted. And it's not even us. It's another It's a, another entity a company is that contacted. handles you. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard, have you guys ever gotten a message or any feedback from a show you replaced? Not the station um, that you took over. Because I know, I mean, we don't need to recap some of the ones that went... Sideways, I mean, yeah, Cincinnati looking at you. <laughs> um, but Cincinnati's you, looking looking great right now compared to some of the ones that we really yeah. see. Those are fascinating stories that aren't meant for this yeah. podcast and not meant for air. But again, th- you, these are stations that seek us out. Yeah, uh, we gladly say yes. We'll be on your radio station, sure. and then they get mad at us, and then they fire us for doing the exact same thing. What they sought us out to do it's remarkable that there's stations and audiences out there who think boy this is so different and you guys changed when we brought you on here yeah it's like no not really i mean everything evolves i don't know that you can necessarily say it changed but i've always been fascinated by that idea that Somebody, you know, a Johnny the Duck has yeah. sent an angry email after the fact saying, you, you jerks replaced me. Um, 
I'm sure it's happened. I can't think of one off the top of my head, though. Yeah, you probably I mean, got, you probably you probably have the. Uh, I mean, I could see your cohorts having the poor person filters on their email. Yeah, yeah. You know, the unemployed definitely. filters. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. yeah. They all get filtered to me. <laughs> you get all the anger. Yeah. <laughs> now I, um, I know that we have spoken to people like years later. Mm-hmm. Where they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, you guys replaced me, but it was fine." Like there was one person in particular where he said, "Yeah, I was terrible. It wasn't working out." And uh, in hindsight, it's good that it happened. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that we've ever spoken to somebody like right after the fact, because that would be, I mean, that would be, that would be your typical. Like I just, I'm angry. I just got fired. Moment mm-hmm. that they'd sure. be like, "Well, these guys, I can't believe they came in here and said, you know, Johnny the Duck sucked." No, I and think they got that, me fired. No, because I think that in most cases, the people that we replace, they're aware. They know how the industry works. Sure. They know that it wasn't us that said we want to replace Johnny the Duck. Mm-hmm. It's just Johnny the Duck was yeah. on his way out, and it was like it was either going to be us or somebody else. Right? Yeah, you. If if the asking price or the you know the negotiation didn't go the way it needed to go for you guys, mm-hmm. it would have gone the way it needed for the next guys. Right. Yeah. So exactly. It, you know, it wasn't going to be. Uh, it wasn't going to stay the the Johnny the Duck and so and so show. No. No. Um, no. That was fun. I enjoyed. Listen. Yeah, it was good. We talked. I enjoy talking to new people, different people, and talking about what they do. And that's kind of why I thought, hey, let's bring in some different people around here and 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 talk to them a little bit. And as you heard. Uh, the Adventures of Mouse Man coming very soon. <laughs> I will say that uh, on the podcast algorithm, Ben Ben, ben plays plays it straight. Yes, I mean he is a serious guy. Well, you heard him. He has a background in NPR. Yeah, exactly. So, and it, and that as soon as I started listening to it, I said he either works for an NPR station or he's heavily influenced by NPR and listens to a lot of NPR, Radio Lab, things like that. Um, because that is, that's a very specific delivery. If you've never yeah. listened, if you've ever listened to NPR, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's the, uh, steady pace, the pregnant mm-hmm. pauses, uh, the time to let things kind of sink in. Yeah. It's not just nonstop. Um, I say we ask him about that next time we have him on, because I, I think um, it'd be neat to check in with him towards the end of the yeah. season. Cause we, listen, I wrote down some questions we didn't get to, but that's the way, uh, it, it, Tends to go on well, the, not I, just his podcast. I mean, we'll talk to him again when he has us on, right? Yeah, you and I would definitely fit <laughs> on that podcast because one, we're super involved near Gary. I mean, we're close enough to Gary. We could be his his eyes. We could his, be the, his boots he has on the ears the on the ground. Yes, he pays us to go to Gary. Look at that, and we'll record all the foot crunching steps. <laughs> And the car door is closing. That, they call that nat sound in that's the right. industry. We'll record so much B-roll sound. That's all we'll send him. Like wind blowing through trees, creaking doors yeah. opening. Like me chewing potato chips. I don't know. You might need them, Ben. Yes. You might need them. Scraping feet on a cement floor. And like a, a lonely swing at a playground. Yeah. We're not making a horror podcast. That's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what this is. I think I'd be neat to talk to him again at the end of the year and, and ask him a little bit more because as these things go, and, and listen, we've seen it and, and your radio show has seen it too. As many people as you say, oh man, I love it, I love it, I love it. Every person, and in Ben's case in particular, where this is his first foray into being the front face yeah, the of this, internet hate isn't meant for everybody. No. no you know, I mean, some people take it harder than others it's it's worse on some others mm-hmm. so i'd be i'd be fascinated to talk to him about that as well yeah. uh, as well as you know his npr background and you know did they tell him you need to make people fall asleep when you're talking on npr <laughs> yeah like that's that's the goal right yeah we're go to bed sound yeah exactly they're like their big show is called fresh air <laughs> now that you mentioned it the NPR program Nat Sound sounds like something it would that would happen today on Nat Sound. That'll be that'll be on the poll as well. We got a couple of polls this week, and we'll recap last week's polls. Uh, but does it sound like Nat Sound, or does Nat Sound seem like it should be aired on NPR? 
Do you want to get to uh, the polls from last yes, week? Yes, let's do it. Right. Time to see how wrong everyone else is. It's poll recap time. Can't. Find the polls at Stephen Kyle on Facebook, Twitter, and hey. Instagram. Oh boy, did we get Melissa Vaughn to go back into the lab? We called her back. No, we Melissa, didn't. We need three words. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, I went. I went into this lab here and did a little editing and made her say other things. <laughs> Worked out well. That's right. Um, going back to last week, oh boy, it's always like a, a mini time capsule. I feel Steve. like I got beat up a lot last week. No, you just took it too hard. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Did brother Mike say he was ready for you to go home almost immediately? Yeah. 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 He said that. That's not his fault. He said that. Maybe it, look inward. It's weird. Do you always stop by your childhood home if you are nearby? I had peeked at these results the other day, and it seemed like it was trending yes. Yeah. It looks like about, hang on, I'm sorry. I've got, I'm combining the results in my brain as we speak. 58% of the audience said yes. Okay. Is there a big Havana in Cuba? <laughs> because there's Havana. There's little Havana. Yes. So there's got to be a big Havana. Where do I, I? Where does little come from? Because there's a Chinatown and you know a, a ton of city, mm-hmm. but it's not like Little China. Yeah, I don't know. So why is it big Havana, little Havana, little Italy? Little, yeah, I don't know. These are, look, these are mysteries that can only be solved on history of, of the, the mystery. Seventy-four percent of the audience said yes. There yeah. is a big. Maybe we sell that to iHeart. History of the mystery? Yeah, because how easy. (laughs) Again, we're not solving anything. We're giving you the background of mysteries, and then, all right, talk to you next week. We'll have a 30-second intro with (laughs) various clips of us talking the Kennedy assassination, man on the moon, the whatever, something else. I don't know. Name another conspiracy. Uh, Pearl Harbor. (laughs) Great great Pearl Harbor conspiracy. Amelia Earhart. (laughs) Who was the subject of an at-length conversation before we turned the mics on? Yeah, uh, a and pretty the recipient of oh, of a oof. nickname, Amelia Fair. God, Jesus, I me- I messed it up again. <laughs> it's okay. We got editing. Issue. We get, we can edit all that, Steve. Okay. You know, Amelia Earhart. The uh, conversation of or the topic of quite a conversation before we even opened the mics today. Yeah, and the recipient of the nickname Amelia. Fail heart. <laughs> Woo! Third time's a charm. Yeah, I don't know why, but both Amelia Earhart and Charles Lindbergh were the brunt of uh, quite a beat up from. Well, we from were me. we were convinced that there was some overlap in those stories. Yeah, so uh, apologize we didn't bring that funny to the podcast this week. So pencil that in for the A bit next yeah. week, Steve, if you could. Uh, Lindbergh and Earhart talk. I mean, fail heart. That's right. Ah, I can't believe I screwed that up. <laughs> Are you always ready to go home before vacation is over? I think that's a really common feeling. This is closer than I thought. 49% of the oh, audience wow. said yes. 51% wow. of the audience said no. I would have thought that the majority would have said yes on that. I, by a by a significant amount, I would have thought 60%, 70%. You and I flew to Boston for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go home at 7. <laughs> I, yeah, once we – what was the last thing we did there? The was brewery it, the tour. The brewery tour, yeah. I wasn't really feeling that towards the end. It was so I fascinating. It, but, and yeah. the tasting room was so neat. We had eaten way too much oh, during the so day. Much. I barfed on the way you home. I ate, way I home. ate so much. <laughs> Are wallet photos still a thing? I think you can still order those. Like if you're you when, definitely when your kids go to yeah. when your kid goes to school, yep. they, like you're, are we going to order wallets? I'm not doing no. Not doing it. I have I have fifteen hundred wallet photos on my phone yeah, right now. Yeah. You know what it's called? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Seventy one percent of the audience said no. I think they're interpreting that as most people aren't carrying them. Yeah. Which is probably accurate. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how the question was meant. Did Steve not eating June Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> ruin June Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, I wonder which way this one's gonna go. 80% of the audience said yes. <laughs> you are that guy. That, like, that is a thing. If everybody's sitting down for a meal and they're like, and one person is either, 
I'm just not hungry. Yeah. Or ah, do you I, have the vegan option? I brought my I brought my own legumes. Yeah, you bring out a Ziploc of you know cold carrots. <laughs> I've brought my own, and then you cut them with a knife and fork. On. <laughs> the whole family staring at you, yeah. just offended. I I feel like my brother might have been exaggerating. I'm pretty sure I was able to blend in just fine. I don't know. It seemed like there was uproarious laughter. At the dinner table from your family towards that, you. That, look, that is not out of the question. That has happened before, as, as we talked about last week with uh, the seven fishes. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the idiot. <laughs> and he it's still haunting you to this day. He doesn't like fish. Yeah. How do you mow your lawn? Options were vertical, diagonal, horizontal. Now, this was rife this for was conversation in the comments. Heated debate. People very perturbed. Uh, that we would imply that you don't the the thinking seems to be and I have never done this you're supposed to alternate between four options horizontal vertical diagonal one way diagonal, diagonal the oh, other wow. way so you're supposed to go because I would assume that that's how they do it on golf courses um right just because everything there is so beautiful they're they're obviously doing something right and boy oh boy I had no idea. Our audience took their lawn mowing so seriously because all of these comments alternate, you amateur, um, rotate every time. So you and I are the only schlubs just going out there and plodding through it every day. I do it the same way every time. Hold on. I did have, there was a brief interaction with somebody, I believe on Facebook, (laughs) that I just laughed at um, because they sent, yeah, it was Andrew. Andrew on Facebook said, I do care about the long conversation and screw you guys and sent us this picture. Oh, come on, Andrew. It's horizontal. I don't know if it's coming up. Oh, yeah, that's long form horizontal. So I replied to him and said, ugh, gross. Sorry to hear you're poor with two barf emojis. (laughs) That's right. We're equating socioeconomic status with the fashion that you mow your lawn. Well, Steve, third place. 25% 25% of the vote diagonal. Mm. So for all the snobs out there. Yeah, you're in the minority. You're in the minority. And I want you to know that the, being in the minority means you're wrong. Yeah. 33.8% say vertical. Okay. 41.6% Steve are poor and mow horizontally. Ugh. We didn't include uh, your method on there, the um, like the start from the outside and work yes, your way in the box. I, I saw yeah. we had uh, we had a comment regarding the square. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was actually mowing last night while I was like edging and doing other things. She did diagonal. Felt her looking down on me the whole time. <laughs> I think next time I might try perimeter to nucleus. Really? Yeah, it's kind of nice seeing your. Mm-hmm. seeing the, the area get smaller, well, it, you know? For me, it's satisfying because with every pass, that next lap is going to be shorter. It's, shorter. it's like you're yeah. running a race around yes. a track, but every lap, the track gets yeah. a little little skinnier. It's always, yeah, you're, you narrower. start with the, more, with the most difficult, mm-hmm. make it easier as you go. Yeah. Did anyone care about our lawn mowing breakdown? They better. 62% of the audience, Steve said yes oh good thank you very thank surprising you. thank you can't be said enough that was it for polls last week you can find those again facebook and twitter at steve and kyle yeah um as we wrap up here i we we should mention again because it was supposed to be happening uh in about eight minutes mm. uh, the cure for the cure yeah didn't uh didn't happen today oh, unless way. you want to just just keep going keep rolling I mean, we, we've been doing it for an hour we can six just, uh, six more yeah and then live stream it somehow while we're uh, while we're recording. Yeah, yeah, I can get that all set up. We got this new mixer; it does everything, right? Uh, I promise. This. Is it, hold on, let me try. Uh, oh, the live stream button. Let's see this button. Nope. Uh, turns ah. out that that doesn't work. You sure? Maybe you want to try another one? Uh, time to see how wrong uh, everyone well, else. Time to see how wrong okay. everyone else it is. It's p- time to see how wrong <laughs> everyone else is. Sounded pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Melissa. Appreciate that. Uh, that will, uh, we will make plans for that, whether it be yeah. um, 
you know, around Labor Day or wh- whatever. Uh, Steve and I need to talk about that, and we'll, we mm-hmm. will plan something because people have given us money. Yeah. Uh, so now Which, the responsibility has fallen upon us to actually do something yeah. to earn that money for the ju- charity, can we not just for send us. the money back. Oh, yeah. You want to tell everybody? Tell us who sent us money. And no, we'll I have a mail. note. Oh, I, you got I a kept note. it. Yeah, I kept a note. <laughs> it says like ten bucks, Bob. <laughs> cool. Oh. So there's no room for uh, misunderstanding. Nope, nope, none whatsoever. So if you're named Bob <laughs> and you happen to listen to us, good news informed of cash coming your way. All right, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Steve and Kyle. You can check out this week's polls. Big thanks to Ben Kubrick. Check out the podcast algorithm if, uh, if you're into the true crime genre. Oh, man, I totally forgot to ask him about i i wanted to talk to him about the tv show mind hunter oh yes a lot of uh a lot of math in there yeah a lot of similarities because a tv show mind hunter about when the fbi was first developing the whole idea of a serial killer yeah because believe it or not that wasn't wasn't that long ago that that wasn't even a thing i wanted to see what his thoughts on that were but uh hopefully we can talk to him next time again but yeah, his podcast, Algorithm, it's five episodes in. They're about 40 minutes or so each. Well um, worth your time. Yeah, e- easy listens. Um, well, to some extent, some of it is kind of <laughs> difficult to listen to just because of the subject matter. But Yeah, the easy listening, not content related. Yeah, so that's uh, Tuesday, Tuesday episodes. So when you download us, download him as well. Yep, please do. We will talk to you next week. See ya.